If we have learned anything this past year, it's that things are always changing online, in person, and of course, as a business owner. And it can be consuming to keep up with it all. And honestly, figuring out what you should really be implementing and marketing and doing. It honestly consumes my entire day as a business owner. And I'm sure sometimes it consumes yours as well. It fills up your headspace with the, what should I be doing? And if I'm being honest, there isn't much extra time to give as a business owner. Between working with clients, trying to fit in self-care, and spending time with our loved ones, who has time to research the trends and predictions for next year in 2023? And that's why in today's episode, I am going to share some of the biggest trends that I see and my business sees moving forward into next year. So without further ado, let's get into it. You're listening to The Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about in this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. Please seek out another attorney in your city and home state if you need specific legal advice related to your unique business. Okay, let's get back to it. Okay, business owners, I hope you guys are having a good December so far, and you're getting a little bit of rest and relaxation back into your life. Oftentimes, this is the start of slower season for online business owners after the hustle and bustle of the fall and everything doing with pre-Black Friday sales and Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday sales especially in the online world. So now we have a little bit of time to just think about what are we doing next year? What should I be prepared for? Honestly, just like what should I be thinking about as I go into the Christmas season and New Year's season, just the holiday season in general, of course, whatever you celebrate. And you don't want to head into January 2023 just continually spinning your wheels on what do I do moving forward? Do I do the same thing? Do I have new offers? Is there anything that's like trending that I need to get on top of? What are the trends? And then I can kind of piece through which ones work for me and my business. So I sat down, myself and my team, and we were kind of looking at, okay, what are the biggest trends we're probably going to see in 2023 for business owners as a whole, in-person business owners and online business owners, because I know we have a lot of those that listen to our podcast here. So I'm going to talk about those five during this episode. And then what I want you to do is just sit on it. If anything kind of sparks your interest right away, maybe start just doing a little bit more research. I don't want you guys to like go gung-ho and all crazy and trying to like put something wildly together before the end of the year because honestly lots of business owners they're they're not in like the purchase mode or the consumption mode right now they're in more of a rest mode and a reset mode so i want you to do the same but i don't want you to 
reset and rest without having a little bit of time during that rest to strategically think about Q1 and Q2 in 2023. Because if you let it go too long, then, you know, like January and February, you're not going to have something to work towards and have like a very clear path on where you're going next year. So the first big trend that I see going into 2023 is conscious consuming. So sustainability, the climate, and conscious consuming. This trend is more for physical product-based businesses. And I wanted to start with this because we're seeing it across the board here throughout kind of 2021 and 2022. The world is just increasingly waking up to the fact that climate disaster will pose a much bigger challenge than anything we've ever experienced in recent decades. And I think for the consumers, especially that are in, you know, their teens, 20s, and 30s, this is more of a thing that people are looking to for product-based businesses. It also means that investors prefer businesses with the right environmental and social credentials. So buying trends increasingly by consumers as well, being driven by conscious consumers. So those among us who prioritize factors such as ecological impact and sustainability when choosing who to buy from and or who to do business with really lines up with conscious consuming and honestly, conscious expenditures as well, conscious investments. So I want you, especially if you're a product-based business listening in, online businesses, I th- you just in general have less of an impact, like an environmental impact, because a lot of things are online. You know, there's, there's not a lot of waste in your business, but there's different things you can do. I have seen conscious expenditures from online businesses whereby they are investing in environmentally friendly stocks and things along those lines. But if you're a product-based business, learning how to create kind of an environmentally sustainable small business shows your commitment to those enviro-friendly products and services and may help set your business apart from your competitors. So a few questions I want you to ponder if this is like lighting you up and saying, yes, this is something I want to, you know, at least have more of an impact on my business in 2023. Not to say like, oh, I've never been environmentally conscious before. I mean, many of us are. Um, But if you just want to do more or give more in this respect, questions to ponder. What are you already doing in your business that you could share with your community that you maybe are kind of doing behind closed doors that could set you apart and could be like to consumers, wow, what a cool thing they're doing as a business owner. Also, are there any changes you can make in 2023 to align more with sustainability, climate, and conscious consuming? If it's something that you value as a business owner and is there anything ethically you can change in your business? Is there anything you can do more of in 2023? And I'm not saying a lot more, right? Like you don't need to give Five to $10,000 if you are only net profiting a $60,000 income every year to an environmental company. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying there's like little things you can do. Are there recycling efforts you can do as a business owner? Um, is there any type of, you know, like 
maybe platform that has those same morals and ethics that you do in terms of the environment that you could align with and you could move your platform over to them. Like very, very like small touches here is what I'm saying. And then are you only getting, if you're a product-based business, inventory from wholesalers who have sustainable business practices? Or is there a way you could at least shift your boxing company or something along those lines? So if even if you're not ready to make this change, I, I love this conversation to be opened up to your community as well. So if you're an online coach or you have some type of online course program and you have a community of people or maybe you have a membership online too, those are huge right now. Maybe you have this conversation with your community and you pose the question, you know, who here makes sure that conscious consumption is a part of their small business and what do you do in that respect? So that everyone can kind of see all of the different ways in which you can bring this back to your business and it just gets the ball rolling. And if it's something you care about, I'm sure it's something your community cares about as well. Okay, so that was trend number one, conscious consuming. Now, trend number two is one that definitely is happening right now and is going to be a biggie in 2023. So I really want you to listen to this one. In 2023, customers are craving personalized customer service. Trend number two. They want that experience with you above all else. And over the past few years, Customer needs have evolved with new stresses and hardships being faced by most consumers and the amount of time we've spent alone and by ourselves and behind a computer. We have grown tired as consumers of automated phone trees and generic interactions and somebody in your business taking over the call for you. People are craving that connection with you, that one-on-one personalized customer service. How can you help them, not how you, how can they be a little fish in the big pond of who you're helping? What people are craving is empathy and feeling like they are speaking with a human. This is another way you can set your small business apart from the competition is making an effort to personalize your potential customer interactions in person, on the phone, online, and absolutely your customer and client interactions. It's going to help strengthen your brand and goodwill and potentially keep those clients from coming back time and time again and referring you out time and time again. For example, let me tell you right now, I was just speaking with a friend in the online industry And she's been looking at masterminds for 2023. And she had really zoned in on this one that she was extremely interested in doing. The person who was going to run this mastermind had, you know, part of kind of the pitch for them to get in this mastermind was, I will jump on a one-on-one kind of discovery call with you. You get that immediate access to the mastermind leader prior to even like starting the mastermind, it that shows like, I care. I'm going to be a bit good coach next year. I'm going to be here for you. And, you know, the landing page was great and the sales page was great. But then what happened is this person who was running the mastermind sent out this mass email to people who had scheduled one-on-one calls. And they said, I'm not going to be doing these anymore. If you still feel the need to jump on a call, you can do it with one of my coaches. You know, I feel like, the Tony Robbins and the Amy Porterfields and everyone who has like the big, big programs, they have like the coaches who step in 
and do their coaching for them. I totally get this model of like online leadership and, you know, group coaching. I get that. I, it, I'm not saying I don't get it. But what most people are looking for is a coaching program where they get lots of access and one-on-one time to the mastermind leader. And my friend said it was this huge turnoff for her because she was so excited for that personalized, you know, pre-customer service, essentially. And then it just kind of got ripped out from under her and she didn't move forward with it. She's like, this isn't the mastermind for me. And we were talking back and forth. And I said, you know, my experience with coaching programs is unless I have direct access to that leader, like I'm not going to pay thousands of dollars into it. And it's also not going to benefit my business because some of the biggest things that come for masterminds is that like 15 minute little, you know, genius session that you have with that mastermind leader and the the people that you're going to interact with and how you all kind of worked together. So all to say that was my experience or that was my like recent situation here where personalized customer service didn't happen and they didn't make the sale because of it. So point blank, people want people on the other side of their consumption. Stop with the automations as much as possible. I mean, workflows and processes, that's fine. But, you know, prior to getting a client or customer on board, talk to the human, get on a Zoom call. And if they're in town, please go meet them in a coffee shop. Like that will set you apart above the rest. People want the other people on the other side. And the more you can give them access to you and all of your expertise, especially for like the online coaching world that I've talked about and people who are selling like more high ticket offers moving into 2023, the better you are going to be. So I really challenge you after this episode to just sit and take a look at your customer journey, your client journey, and brainstorm how can you add more personalized customer service to that experience? Just a couple more touch points with you could definitely boost sales and honestly uptick your business in general in 2023. So trend number one, was conscious consuming. Trend number two, personalized customer service. Trend number three is installments or payment plans, meaning more would buy now, but pay later. Those type of options in 2023. You guys, retro is in and layaway has been brought back into the 21st century with increasingly popular options to buy now and pay later. It's getting more and more popular and we're even seeing it at the legal page where people are asking um, for potential payment plans. We haven't we haven't even honestly looked into it in the past few years just because we have, you know, somewhat lower ticket offers compared to somebody who has like a $3,000, you know, online course or $5,000 coaching program that lasts six months. But even with smaller ticket offers, consumers want like to just pay under 50 bucks every so often for three months just to purchase, you know, your $150 product or something along those lines. So we're looking at it. If that means anything, (laughs) we see this trend happening and we're thinking to ourselves, like, would this benefit TLP? Would it work? What, you know, templates in our shop, like what products would it work with? What are we willing to do? Our products are a little bit different, just so you guys know, because it's like an immediate hits your inbox, you get access to the document. Like there's nothing really we can do if someone didn't pay the final installment payment. So that's what kind of worries me as a business owner. The gravy effect, like are you able 
to acquire all of those additional payments. And you're, of course, going to have like a small percentage of people that don't end up making those payments as planned or things go awry or you have to chase down cards that have been declined or expired, so on and so forth. So we're looking at it, which means you should look at it, even if you have a smaller ticket offer. For larger ticket coaching programs and things, I would hope you have installment and payment plans. But what I would suggest that you look at is even breaking those down more because that is what the lower the like monthly payment or the lower the buy weekly payment, the easier it is for people to say yes right now. I think just with the economy and, you know, this small recession that we're going through right now, retailers in general have started partnering with apps like Sezzle and Affirm and Afterpay and PayPal payment plans Honestly, to just, it's like a micro loan to consumers, allowing them to pay for a purchase in installment payments, kind of 0% interest, and then just pay it off in three to six months. So even if you have kind of like online shops or a client management system that uses a certain payment processor, go look, ask your CRM systems, like, is there any partnerships you guys do or integrations that you do with kind of installment payment processors? And is there a way that I can get in on that? So it's just important for you to know that having that option to pay in installments encourages your customers to kind of boost or fill their shopping basket even more than they normally would. So how do you take that zero to one dollar and then the one to five dollars? that could potentially be an installment payments last next year. If they're on the fence about purchasing that big ticket item, knowing that they won't be required to pay in full on the spot, that could be the deciding factor. As we probably saw over this past month, I saw it all across the board. There were so many different installment payments, so it was like a less, you know, lessened barrier to entry to get into a program. And then you just give a little bonus or gift for people who pay in full. Like, obviously, that's better for you. But how can you make that a little bit more of an incentive to do when you know that the majority of consumers right now are going to go with payment plans? Essentially, what I'm trying to get at is how could you offer this type of thing in your business in 2023 if you aren't already doing so? Or how can you go back to the drawing board on what's going on with your installment payments and look at, okay, can I jump on a few discovery calls with people who are on payment plans? Like, why did they choose that option? And really dig into the consumer's mindset and specifically your target market's mindset and also, like <laughs> I say, always record that Zoom call and then transcribe it and use that for your sales page again. Like, take it from the horse's mouth, take it from your person who is already in your program. Like, why did they choose it? Ask them a few clarifying questions. Boom, you can set up your business better in 2023 regarding payment plans and installments. I just want you to make sure it's clearly defined as well, though, in your contract. You guys know I'm the legal page here. I love talking shop and talking business. But when you're adding in those payment plans and installment abilities, 
you have to expressly delineate what that means in your contract. So I'm talking about the amounts when they're due, all of those due dates. If there's late fees when a payment is on auto pay, what happens if that auto pay is declined? What happens if you've missed auto payments? That way there's like leaving zero room for interpretation for your clients and customers in regards to payment plans. Um, And then also there are apps that can help you acquire lost payments if you do have, you know, more than 100 people on payment plans in your business, you know, like membership programs and things along those lines. So definitely think about that. Okay, so we had trend number one, conscious consuming. Trend number two, personalized customer service. Trend number three, installments or payment plans. Trend number four is learn how to increase e-commerce sales in 2023. I feel like I talk about e-commerce a lot. I've talked about passive income through e-commerce a lot. And while e-commerce has been successfully adopted by most major brands and businesses, small business owners are a little bit more slow to the punch. And it's not been as quick to make that leap. It also just utilizing resources and things along those lines. Like larger corporations and brands have a lot more tools at their disposal to like make that e-commerce switch really fast. Small businesses, unlike larger competitors, just also may not have the capital And that woman power I was talking about to implement an online sales system with a super quick turnaround. But if you gradually do it, small business owners are finding ways to bring their customer experience into the modern day online. And in recent years, I'm sure many of you know this, but online sales essentially take your business from zero to 60 really fast. It's like crucial for retailers, especially in-store shopping retailers, they have just dramatically, drastically declined in their in-person sales. And they didn't have a choice. Like they had to go online if they wanted to stay in business. So small business owners, and many of you who are listening who are just service providers, what services can you do online? (laughs) Is there a way that you can take your in-person stuff and move it somehow, even a small portion of it online? Is there any type of like digital commerce shop that you could start on the back end of your business for some passive income? And small businesses need to learn that in order to kind of weather lockdowns and, you know, public health emergencies and everything that we've gone through in since 2020, and honestly, just safeguard your business for the future, you need to adapt to the online world. So if you are not at least fully set up online right now, or you just have like a website, you don't have any type of online offerings, that is essentially what I want you to look into next year first. I just think it's a really, really good thing to have options as a business owner, especially a service provider, where if you are trading time for money and you're only consistently allowing that chutching moment to happen when you are there in person, I feel like you're leaving a lot of cards on the table. And then the last thing I also wanted to say is just shifting your small business to an online model that prioritizes more e-commerce sales honestly just helps you maximize your profits moving into the new year and provides that new level of convenience for your customers because customers do like convenience. 
So what could this look like in your business? Does it make sense to expand into e-commerce for either physical or additional digital products that you could create in 2023? And if you need more ideas for this, check out my two-part revenue stream series, episodes 143 and 144 on the streams that I think you should consider moving into 2023. Okay, so we're on to our fifth and final prediction. Remember, we've talked about conscious consuming, personalized customer service, installment and payment plans, increasing e-commerce sales, and now trend number five is short form video marketing. (laughs) And I am loving and good at and I enjoy short form video marketing. So take it from someone who like loves that. I want that to be kind of like the hub of my business. And then we're kind of going to the hub and spoke model, right? Of business ownership and small business, you know, how it makes your business go round is the hub is what you love doing marketing wise. And then you're having spokes out to all of your other marketing channels. And my team knows that I really like creating short form videos, face to camera. Uh, YouTube shorts are huge right now. I don't know if you've looked into them, but our social media gal got me into YouTube shorts and it's just like shot up our viewership on our YouTube channel. So the pivot to short form video is officially here. If you didn't know it, if you live under a rock, it's everywhere, right? TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, even Facebook, like videos are highly visible and shareable. And more than ever, like social media is just becoming a landscape that prioritizes video much too many of our photographer hearts dismay. We love just imagery. But it's, it's moving in the direction of quick consumption in video form. So anything under like seven seconds is usually doing pretty, pretty good online from what we can see too in all of the upticks in viewership that we have seen here at TLP. Everything is zoned in on short form video marketing. So I want you to consider using this to your advantage. Research ways to help make your small business get more views on Instagram Reels or TikTok or YouTube Shorts or just Facebook in general, even as even if you have kind of a smaller subset of audience or users. If they are your customers, they are still worth targeting. And social media accounts such as these are like free platforms for you to highlight your business and what it offers. And again, I feel like you're just like, laying money on the table, essentially, if you're like, I don't like short form video marketing, but that's what everybody's wanting right now as consumers. And like your potential ideal clients are liking that. How can you make a video that one suits your brand and your tone and what you are comfortable doing? You don't need to like dance and point in all your videos. To be honest, I've even learned that the pointing is like no longer cool for people. Most people don't have time to like read through all of those. They want a hook. They want it interesting. They want like a funny song or like a trending song that they're used to seeing. And people are liking like, what's your spin or take on it? People like like overlay text just over a video. That's an easy way to implement short form video marketing. You can just set your tripod up and have it like record you working. And then you can just put some random business idea or quote up that you thought of during the day 
on top of it, just like as like an overlay text to this random video going on in the background. Like people don't care if your message is clear and that message hits home with them, that short form video worked as a marketing tool. And then I also just want to say that not only does this help your current customer base, but it helps you bring in a new generation of customers. And that was something here at TLP that even though like I'm 31 and I'm going to be 32 next year and I'm like, this isn't something like my generation is really into right now. Like the small business owners who are starting their businesses are in their young 20s. What do they want? I need to be thinking, where can I reach them? How can I bring them into TLP? Because if they're starting a new business, they need a contract. And so how do I reach them and how do I get on their level? What is going to be interesting enough to them to come to my website, to get a free download? That is the thing I want you thinking about and just like turning your wheels for the next month or so as you head into next year. And then also when you're doing short form video marketing, I feel like I should do a whole class on short form video marketing because I love it so much, but I batch like 20 of them in one day. And that'll take me through at least a whole month, if not a month and a half or two. But I want you to showcase your personality and your small business's unique offerings and values in those short form videos. And it can be over time. It doesn't all have to be in one video. Ask yourself, okay, if I want to implement this into my business, one, what platform makes the most sense? What content can I repurpose? If I love doing blogs, if I love uploading YouTube videos, if I love sending out newsletters, what like two sentences can you take from each of those and plop it onto a short form video? Do not work harder, work smarter. And what platform are your most ideal potential clients on? And then how can you start to create content like this to attract more clients and customers consistently? Because as we all know, it's like the algorithm and we're all kind of like slave to it. And that's just how it is right now with these free marketing platforms. So if you don't pay to play, then you need to pay in your own time and energy with consistency. And we have found massive, massive success in that, you guys. We have increased our TikTok followers, our YouTube followers with YouTube shorts, and we have increased almost six to 7,000 new followers on Instagram just in the past few months, specifically focusing on short-term video marketing and also short-form collaboration video marketing. I think that's going to be a super, super hot trend to see like your favorite online business owners interacting together or to see like how this person can help this person in business. And oh my gosh, let me talk to my business colleague about that. And how can we work together? Again, people are craving people. And how can you get more people in the room together that, you know, makes other like makes your potential customers even more happy. So short form video marketing, I love it. I think it's going to be a huge trend moving into next year and something that if you don't do a lot right now, I want you to at least do more of in 2023. Okay. So we've reached the fifth and final trend. And I think we're going to see all five of these very, very clearly in the small business world in 2023. 
Obviously, I could go on and on forever talking about this. I just don't want to be long-winded. I think as small business owners, it's important to do research. It's important to sit on ideas. I just heard this recent thing at um, the mastermind I'm in this year where another business owner says, me and my team have a like parking lot and we park ideas and we park things that we want to implement into our business into the parking lot for 30 days. It's like a Google doc or something. I don't really know how they implement it, but they have to sit on it for 30 days prior to implementing. I mean, my team and I are going to do that because I am such a visionary and I have ideas and I'm like, let's implement it tomorrow. And it would have probably been smarter just to sit on it. And you have time. So think through these trend predictions that I just talked about and take time off, rest, recoup, reset. And then maybe you'll have a bit more clarity as New Year's comes, as those first couple of weeks in January happen. And you'll be like, aha, this feels good to me. I sat on it long enough that I know I'm not interested in this right now. I know it's a trend, but I'm not going to do all these trends. I'm just going to choose one and try to do that in quarter one, which is January, February, and March of 2023. And then maybe if that goes well, you implement something else in quarter two. And if not, you keep the ball rolling through quarter two, and then maybe you look at something else in quarter three. Give yourself some time and you need to look at analytics and you need to like make sure that this is working for your business and your lifestyle and you know your workflow and time that you spend working. Everyone has you know different schedules. So I don't want you to, though, be left in the dust moving into 2023 while other business owners are adapting to what consumers want. So that's why I really wanted to put out this episode. It is more of like a businessy episode, but you guys know I really, really like kind of helping business owners not only with the legal part of all of this, and there's legality portions through everything I just talked about and things you need to be prepared for. Like with short form video marketing, it's like being careful about the music that you use and like copyright infringement and things along those lines. But remember, as you're looking at how your small business can scale or grow or at least just like maintain in 2023, right? That's most of our goals as small business owners. Like, how can your small business then adapt to some of these trends? And of course, always, 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 as you're adding new things in, as you're changing up your business, make sure make sure that you're legally legit as you're doing so. I want you to not lose the protection of a business owner as you're just like adding different offers on or things on into your workflow and processes and marketing strategies in 2023. So that's all I have for you guys today. And I will catch you all in our next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, legal pagers. Attention all service industry business owners. Are you absolutely certain your current contract has you protected and set up for success? I've got some game-changing news for you. I've created a free checklist with all the essential clauses that you will need in your service industry contract. 
From force majeure to severability, cancellation to rescheduling, transferability, and even venue and jurisdiction, I've covered it all to make sure you stay protected and set for success. Don't take any chances with your business's future. Head over to Instagram and DM me the word checklist to grab your free guide. That's right. Just go over to the legal P-A-I-G-E on Instagram and DM me the word checklist. With this checklist in hand, you'll have the confidence to never get in a pickle with a client and ensure your business is 100% safeguarded.